Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. In the book of Acts, I want to go to chapter 2 to a passage of scripture I've preached from multiple times and we'll continue to preach from it because it is our heritage as a Acts church, an Acts church. Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his words were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and of prayers. Fear came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together and had all things common, sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I want to talk to you this morning on the thought, living relentless. Living relentless. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, so very much for your word today. I pray to Lord Jesus that you would help us as you have deposited something in our spirit today that we may present it to your people in such a way that, Lord, we are truly and in, in indeed feeding the flock. We ask, Lord, for your anointing and favor to be upon our hearts, our minds, Lord Jesus, to serve our gifts to the best of our ability today. And we're going to bless you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. How many of you have ever heard the statement, go big or go home? You heard that? Go big or go home. What a statement. What a cliche. But we often love to celebrate the things that are over the top. We like celebrating things that are big. We like things that are big splashes. We like big stuff that grabs our attention. A big house. You drive by a big house, grabs your attention. Or a big truck. These, these guys that jack their truck up five feet off the ground and got great big tires and, and all that kind of stuff. Grab your attention. It's Look at that. Look at that. Uh, things that are big. We, we, we're marveled. I, I marvel when I uh, went in years ago to Southeast Christian Church that you could put five or six of our entire building in their foyer. They had 30 acres of carpeting. Go big. Go home. We like 
you know, bigger sales. If we're into marketing and retail, we want bigger sales, bigger jobs, bigger profits, bigger customers. Big, big. We want it big. The prophet one time running uh, uh, from Jezebel, Elijah, uh, he, no doubt he needed something from God and he looked for God's voice in a great and strong wind that rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks. And he's, you know, big. That's big, y'all. You're standing there watching that. Surely God's going to speak through me through that big, big thing. It's that big thing. But God's voice wasn't in the earthquake. And after that, there was a fire, big fire, large fire. But he didn't hear God in the fire. God showed up in the noise of, uh, or was the great noise of the wind and, and, and the earthquake and the fire and all this. But where God showed up was in the voice that was still small. Still small voice. We want God to show up in our, our big moments and revelations to come like great uh, lightning bolts from glory that zap us upside the head and, and fry what little hair we have. And we're just, you know, taken back by the big thing. And we're blown away by big this and huge moments. And, uh, and, and nothing wrong with that. I like and I believe in big miracles. I've seen God do big miracles, and I believe that he wants to perform big miracles. But some people live their life looking for the big. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. I don't want to be misunderstood this morning. I believe that God wants us to have powerful moments that blow our mind, mind-boggling encounters with God. But the power of God that is real in the big miracles is still as real and still as relevant when somebody is living for God with a sense of relentless persistence, a relentless faithfulness, a diligence that rivals a bulldog that will grab a hold of something and won't let go. Amen. I believe that there must be something within us that says, Oh God, help me to be consistent. Because really what we miss sometimes when we're looking for the big splashes and the big voices and the big things that God is, is and, and he does do them, but we look for it all the time, is that we miss the power of the daily consistency that God uses in our life. H. Jackson Brown said it like this, the confrontation between the stream and the rock, the stream always wins. Not through strength, but through perseverance. Through perseverance. The glory of God is often and usually seen most often in faithfulness of his people. It is not in that big moment that defines you. It is not even in the miraculous that define you because there are people who have been healed that still didn't live for God. There are those that Jesus healed and then walked away and said, crucify him. Amen. There, there, there can be great big moments, but if your life is based on those moments, uh, there's very shallow uh, uh, nature in your foundation. But those who are consistent, those who are faithful, those who have an attitude of living relentless. I'm going to live every day, whether I have a high or I don't, whether I feel him or I don't, whether I see a miracle or I don't see a miracle, I want to live daily with him. 
The early church was marked by big moments. So I believe that the Acts church would be too marked by big moments. They were a force to be reckoned with. They turned their world upside down. Souls were being saved. Miracles were common. Amen. Unity was present. Worship was something more than they just did on a weekly basis. Coming to church and then going home. Amen. Something that was powerful. They had big moments. They had 3,000 people uh, that are, are transformed and saved in one setting. 5,000 in another. Uh, 120 were filled with uh, the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues in Acts chapter 2. We find that there was all kinds of miracles that took place. Believers were added as the Peter, uh, as the shadow of the apostles passed by. They were healed of their sickness. Amen. Miracles happened in the ministry of Philip. A revival broke out in Samaria. Many in Joppa believed because Peter raised Dorcas from the dead. There's all kinds of miraculous events that took place. Big events. Wonderful events. But I want to tell you the foundation of the miraculous is a relentless resolve to live daily for God. To be consistent with God every day. We are mind blown by the 3,000. We are mind blown by the dead being raised. We are startled by those. If you haven't heard, amen, that miracles happen. I want to tell you just the other night, uh, uh, Brother Lebanon came up front and was having a hurt pain in his back. Amen. Hands were laid upon him and anointed with oil. And tell me if I'm, I'm making it right, were you not instantly touched by the power of God and the pain? I believe in the big miracles. I believe in the moment. But I want to tell you, it's those times that you come up and get prayed for and nothing happens and you still believe. There's a times when you come forward and you're saying, okay, I feel nothing but I'm going to do it anyway. If all you live is in the big moment, you're missing the power of God in living relentless every day I get up for those that live in the big moment can be let down can be tempted to give up the Bible says many wonders and signs were done by the apostles but look at what was said as well and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers, they continued steadfastly. The word continuum here means to exist, to exist in an exact correspondence related to something, existing. It means to be in a place or to be in a possibility. It means to belong to a particular class of people. It means to represent or stand for. Amen. They continued. They represented what they believed, whether they were in the building or out of the building. They represented and identified with what they believed, whether they were in front of foes or friends. They represented what... They didn't live one way in the church and another way out of the church. They continued. They continued steadfastly, which means they were devoted, constant, steadfast, attentive to, giving unrelenting 
care to something. Unrelenting care to something. It, 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 there's something to be said for a steadfast child of God that in the good times, steadfast. In the bad times, steadfast. You want to know where the seedbed of this message come from? Is that Brother David and I just recently sat down with Bishop Walls and did an interview. And one of the questions we asked him was, what does it mean to be a successful uh, to have, has, have a successful ministry and he stopped for just a moment and he thought and he said these words just live consistently daily daily you see it's in the mundane that the miracle comes from it is in the, the, the moments of quietness it's in those moments you come to prayer meeting amen just to be a prayer meeting and nothing happens there's no great crescendos the, uh, the Holy Ghost is not moving in such a way you're standing on your head and stacking greasy BBs amen but it's rather in a moment when you feel nothing but you believe everything in a moment when you can't see anything but you believe everything there's a moment when nobody gets touched but you know he's the toucher continue steadfast I want to encourage you today is that stop looking for just the big stuff and evaluate your walk with God by the big stuff. Why don't you evaluate by walking up and waking up in the morning and say this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice whether I feel good or I feel bad. He's still God. Relentless. Steadfast. The phrase continue steadfastly means to be earnest towards, to persevere, to attend to all the exercise. Hallelujah. To attend intentionally to all the exercise. To adhere closely to something. You see, their steadfastness did not begin in Acts 2 and 42. But their steadfastness is beginning in Acts 1 and 14. Where the Bible said they were told to go to Jerusalem. And look at this. And the disciples, speaking of them, all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren. You set up your continuing pattern way back when it seemingly doesn't matter as much. Years ago, my dad told a story about a, a man on the job, a black brother that was working on the job, and they come running to him. Somebody got injured, and they come running to him, and he was known to be a, a man of faith and a man of prayer, and, and they come running to him and said, would you pray? Would you pray? Would you pray? They've taken him to the hospital, and he said, I don't need to pray. He said, I prayed when I got up this morning. I already I had my talk with Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. I want to tell you, it's in those moments of consistency that we begin to find that Jesus prayed long hours by himself. Amen. So that when the time come, he would just simply say, be healed. Be healed. I don't have to go to another prayer meeting. I don't have to go have a, a, an emergency session with glory. I've already had a daily walk with God. It is in that daily walk that you find the moment of just whispering his name. 
name. Not an intensive intercessory prayer where you got to go hit your knees and scream and cry and plead. It's just simply in Jesus' name. Why? Because you have lived relentlessly the other days. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining. Every day. Every day. Oh, if we could just have so-and-so in revival, man, we would just have a great move. How about just doing it every day? Oh, if we just had a word from God. I got 66 books over here I'll share with you. Read it every day. Every day. My answer's in the book. My answer's in my relationship living relentless every day. You know who, who makes it in this hour of compromise? Those who live relentless. You know who overcome compromise and temptation? Those who live relentless every day. I'm not taking a vacation. I'm not taking a time off. I don't need to take a time off because this is who I am. Amen. Living relentless. They continue. They continued relentlessly in truth, in doctrine, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You will find that Romans 6 and 17 and 18 says, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine which was delivered to you. You have obeyed the form of the doctrine that be consistent to the doctrine, be consistent to the word of God. Paul said in Titus one and nine holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught amen hold on to the doctrine the apostolic movement is not just about a denomination I kind of my skin kind of crawls when we talk about being apostolic and it's likened unto a denomination it is nothing like a denomination it is an experience of God it is an experience that will help change your life because it goes back to the book of Acts and say, what did they teach? How did they live? How did they act? That's what I want to be. So what I do, I want to be consistent with the word. Consistent with the word. First Timothy 4 and 16, take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. Continue in them. Continue in them. Hallelujah. Take heed to what you've heard. Continue in them. Take heed to what you've been taught. Continue in them. Amen. There is no new doctrine than what is right here. There is no new, new, new testament. Sorry, Joseph Smith. There is no other revelation than what has been preached as far as the apostles. Now, there can be applications and understanding, and God still speaks to people, but it's always going to go back to his word as being the foundational truth. Hallelujah. We are not apostles that are coming in to preach new doctrine, but rather we are here to hold fast to the doctrine that has been taught in the book of Acts, in the epistles, in the word of God from Genesis to Revelation, continuing them. Colossians 1 and 23, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, continue in the faith. Don't Look for just the big moment. Don't look just for the miracles and sign that prove to you that he's God. Amen. The sun coming up in the morning should prove to you he's God. The 
breath coming into your body ought to prove to you that he is God. One glimpse of his word ought to prove to us. He's God. Relentless. Every day. Seeking the face of God. They continued in fellowship. Doctrine and fellowship. Communion. Joint participation. I don't think you, and sometime we'll get into it, but the power, the powerful statement that the angels said one to another and then God abode his throne is in the middle of them, not saying to God, but one to another. It is in our fellowship. It is in our moments of conversation that God shows up. So we don't talk, tell gossip. We talk about the glory of God. We talk about things that are lovely, good reports. It's when God shows up in the conversation and in the fellowship. Uh, that's why we need to say, God's good. That's why we need to say to one another, amen, God's blessed me. How you doing? God ain't showing up in that mess. But he'll show up in fellowship. He'll show up in communion and having proper connectivity, amen, proper connectivity. Ephesians 4 and 15 says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together, fitly joined together and compacted by that every joint supplieth. Amen. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Do you know why you need to come to church continually, relentlessly? It's because you're going to get fed, not just from this pulpit, but you're going to get fed by your fellowship. You're going to be fed because somebody will reach out and shake your hand, give you a word of encouragement. To, amen. You're going to get fed by somebody's testimony about how they overcome so you can overcome. That's why we come together. That's why we've got to have a joy together. Why do people when they get upset want to just quit going to church? That's the time you need to be in the house of God. Oh, my world's falling apart. I believe I'll just take a sabbatical for about a month. No, you ought to take a sabbatical in the house of God because it's in that moment that you get connected and joints supply each other. The writer of Hebrews says, let brotherly love. Let brotherly love. I love you in the big stuff. But don't make me love you all the day. Hmm. The early church had a relentless pursuit to continue. They, had, they were relentless in breaking of bread. This speaks of communion. Look at John 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. Then this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light, in harmony with him, in communion with him, in the breaking of bread with him, then we can 
walk in harmony one with another. You understand that the communion table is not just for your relationship with Jesus. It is about your relationship with each other. The Bible speaks about not discerning the Lord's body. Amen. I believe there's healing in the cup. I believe there's healing in the bread. Not just for my body. Not just for my relationship with the Lord. But with my relationship with others. I believe it's important that we have relentless communion with Christ. Continue in prayer. Relentless in prayer. Watching after the same thing. The Bible says continue in prayer. Watching the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer. Acts chapter 4 talks about how they prayed. Amen. If you jump down to verse 31. Acts 4 and 31. And when they had prayed. Somebody say when they had prayed. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Can I tell you, it's not just about being here at this building. It's not necessarily about being at any location other than being together with God's people. You can get a group under a tree that'll pray and God will show up. You get a group in this building and God will show up. They may turn this into something else in the years ahead. Amen. Should the church go on? But I will tell you, what makes us us is you and me, not just the building. They assembled together, praying together. Ephesians 6 and 18, praying always. Somebody say, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all. Perseverance in prayer. Continue in prayer. And then the next thing it says, the miracle showed up, uh, that many signs and wonders were done by the apostles after they continued in doctrine, after they continued in prayer, after they continued in uh, fellowship, after they continued in breaking of bread, then the miracle showed up. It's in that... Well, we're just going to go Tuesday night Bible study tonight. I doubt very seriously anybody going to run the aisles. I don't know about you, but I almost did Tuesday night. Pastor Dylan teaching, thrilled my soul. Bless me. What are you coming for? What are you coming for? Just the big, big show, big thing. Are you coming because you know it's in that moment of, of continuing, in the mundane, in the relentless, in, the, in, in, the, in just simply saying every day, every day, every day, every day. I live the Lord not just for the moment of need, but I live for him every day, every day. Mm, somebody say glory be to God. They also, the Bible said, believers were together, had all things common, so the possessions of good imparted to them, uh, to all men as every man had need. Amen. That means that they were relentless in their generosity. They were relentless in their generosity. They were giving, amen, to help the needs of others. I thank the Lord for a giving church. Aren't you glad to be a part of a generous group of people that will help? Amen. Praise God. Then I want to point to you to verse 
46 of Acts chapter 2. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Do you see the word continuing there? But it also has the word daily. That ought to jump out and smack us upside the face. Amen. One of the reasons that the New Testament church was so effective is they didn't just have an in and out relationship, but they were daily, not just once a week, twice a week. They were daily connecting with God and with the church. Is this still in the book? Hebrews 10, 24. Is that still... Still in the book, Sister uh, Gracie. Is that still in the book? Oh, oh, yeah. I guess if it's back there, then it's up here. And if it's up here, then I guess it's in here. Uh huh. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. How many like that verse? Can I get an amen? Then do you like the next verse? Not forsaking the assembling. That's not just coming, that's connecting. We don't just come to church. I was glad when they said unto me, let us come to church. No, that's not what it says. I was glad when they said unto me, let us come into the house of the Lord. It's not just about coming, it's connecting. It's about getting connected. (laughs) Boy, my, my brain's going all kinds of ways. I have in my head right now horses and barns and cars and garages you fill in the blank. Not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. I don't think we need less church. We need more church. I'm not just talking about coming to church every Sunday and having church. I'm talking about let church be a part of our life. I don't think there's a church world and a secular world. It's all one thing. It's a part of who I am. Amen. I don't, we don't have a prayer life and then a job life. It's all of who we are. When they say that they went daily in the temple, that meant that they had corporate worship. And when they went from house to house, that means they had even smaller groups where they met together. They were relentless in doing this. They were relentless in their worship, praising God and having favor. Having favor means the merciful kindness of God was upon them. Their worship was connected to the favor of those that were around them. I believe that it's in your worship when you feel nothing. It is in your worship when things are not happening, when you're not feeling doodads and you're not feeling all all, all good. It's just simply I'm worshiping your God because you're God. Amen. I'm worshiping you today because of who you are. They continued in worship. Throughout the scripture, you will find a constant call to diligence to faithfulness, to steadfastness. A steward is known by his faithfulness, not by his fruitfulness, but by his faithfulness. Let us not be so intent to get our eye on the harvest that we forget what brings the harvest is sowing. That's where our our thoughts ought to be. That's where our attention ought to be. 
Amen. President Calvin Coolidge expressed this importance when he said, quote, nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with great talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are powerful, unquote. The writer of Proverbs put it like this. Keep your heart with all diligence. Proverbs 4.23. The Bible says in Proverbs 11 and 27, the diligent seek good and find favor. Amen. The substance of a diligent man is precious. 12 and 27. The soul of the diligent will be made fat. 13 and 4. The plans of the diligent are led to plenty. It's something to be said about living relentless. It's not always exciting. Sometimes you live like the old man with the donuts. Anybody remember Dunkin' Donut commercial? Three o'clock in the morning. Gotta go make the donuts. Gotta go make the donuts. The deal is, he made the donuts. The excitement of living for God is found in the most simple things. Not always in the big things. And according to a good man... Our bishop, successful ministry is found in the faithful continuance of every day. Every day. Is there a better example that you know of than our bishop that taught us that? Hallelujah. Look at just a couple more scriptures this morning. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7, it says, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and in utterance and in knowledge and in all diligence you abound in diligence and in your love to us see that you abound in this grace also abound in everything continue relentlessly in faith relentless in your utterance your declarations and relentless in your knowledge and in all diligence and in your love as well Hebrews 11 and 6 if you'll stand with me please Hebrews 11 and 6 but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And then he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Heard a story about a man that became very successful in the Christian music industry. And it seemed like overnight he became famous. Recording artist became famous, and they asked him, said, said, how did you become famous overnight? He said, 15 years of leading worship in my home church. 15 years of leading worship in my home church. You're looking for that great break, that big thing. It's going to be found in the little things and the consistency and faithfulness and staying at it and living relentless every day. And then you look back and say, I don't know how I got here. Yeah, it's every day, consistently living for God. Stop chasing just the big stuff. I'm not telling you to quit. 
It's wonderful to have big dreams and big things. I think that's ought to be a part of that big vision. But you've got to take it one bite at a time, one day at a time. Anybody here today ready to live relentless? Anybody here to say, you know what, I'm going to hold on in spite of where I'm at, what I feel, what I know. I'm just going to keep on living for God. I'm going to worship when I feel good, when I don't feel good. I'm going to pray when I, I, I see it, when I don't see it. I'm going to just keep on believing God that He is the one. He's the one that I pursue. Amen. This altar is open for every relentless liver. Those that want to just simply say, I'm all in, come what may. Amen. If things go my way, I'm all in. If they don't, I'm all in. Hallelujah. I'm going to live for God today and tomorrow and the next day. There's no escape route. There's no exits. There is no just backing down or backing away or backsliding. I want to just keep consistent every day. Hallelujah. Success is found in the consistency. Victory is found in your persistence. Hallelujah. Stay at it this morning. Stay at it today. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you, Lord. Oh, may all who come behind us, Lord, find us faithful. Lord Jesus, not just fickled, not in one day and out the nest, but find us faithful, Lord. Let us be faithful stewards. Let us be, Lord, dependable. Oh, Jesus, today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. with a relentless passion, oh God, with a relentless purpose, oh God, intended, Lord Jesus, to not get caught up in emotion, to be swayed by emotion, but just simply by a plan, a plan, Lord Jesus, to worship you with all of my heart, a plan, Lord, to love you in every face, in every way, to be persistent, oh God. Hallelujah, faithful to you, in the name of Jesus today. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Saturday.